0: everyone, and welcome back to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. We are here talking about Season 5, Episode 8 of BoJack Horseman, Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze. I'm your host, Kirsten Mckennis, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you?
1: Doing great. Very excited to talk about our best Halloween. <laughs> yes, it, it's going to be the best Halloween ever, every single <laughs> time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's too bad we couldn't remember that joke
0: uh, at Halloween time, but I <laughs> guess... Of course, it's not. A spoiler-free podcast, anyways. <laughs> True, but we are not alone. We once again have an amazing guest. You, the course girls, will know him best for being our main expert, for being our <laughs> California Pizza Kitchen expert. But the real ones know him from the Dom and Colin podcast. Colin Stone is here. Colin, how are you?
2: I'm doing so well, Kirsten. Always a treat, Lindsay. Great to meet you. This is my my first time interacting, but. Lovely indeed so far, and huge BoJack Horseman fan, so... Thrilled for this opportunity. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, of course. I also got, just to at the top of the show, I got a text message from Sam Standish this week about what I said about the people I know who use Snapchat. And he was like, why'd you do Colin like this? And I was like, I didn't say <laughs> that Colin uses Snapchat. I just said, old people use Snapchat.
1: <laughs> the oldest person I know.
0: <laughs> to be fair, when I said the oldest person I know, I meant my dad's girlfriend, okay? Mm-hmm. It was not about Colin Stone. I do know older people.
2: I said to this is a true story i said to a friend of mine that i was coming on this podcast and looking forward to it and i also added the caveat i bet it takes under one minute for kirsten to find some reason to drag me so job (laughs) well done there
0: well i'm not dragging you i actually wanted to clarify that i was not dragging you oh okay somebody else (laughs)
2: <laughs> and just but, mentioned me as the person who is definitely not too old got it
0: well no 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 just because our mutual friend sam stanish was listening and was like wow did you really do Colin like this and i was like no that's not what
1: i meant <laughs> i did use the term elder millennial so i don't know if you fell under that it's, i'll take that a hundred <laughs> yeah. times
2: out of a geriatric millennial is already <laughs> making me very angry
0: Geriatric millennial. I mean, oh, no. to be fair, you do have <laughs> back pain, right?
1: No, who doesn't? <laughs> Honestly, Can't really stand. yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> That's why Colin podcasts laying down.
1: <laughs> He's bedridden. Real behind the scenes on the horse pod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think when I podcasted from bed that one time, I said I was laying down. So I think
1: this is all this is all normal territory. Okay. Kirsten, before we get into our segments, I have to tell you. The podcast is at a crossroads. Oh, what's We've received two emails saying people, these people, don't like the segments.
0: Who are they? Do we know them?
1: No. This person named Matthew sent a very nice email and then said, although to be honest, I could do with it the what time is it right now segment.
0: Well, when Filbert <laughs> comes, we'll stop saying what time it is right now.
1: I was like, this is a very nice way of delivering constructive feedback. I'll talk it over with Kirsten.
0: Okay, well, here's the thing. Do we need to tell people what time we're recording? Absolutely not. (laughs) But I think it's funny, and I like to commit to a bit.
1: Well, we certainly have to at least tell people what time it is, because I definitely saved the clip from Skelly last week. (laughs) Well,
0: I think there's interesting holidays today, so we're not at a crossroads at all. We crossed the
1: road. (laughs) Okay. We'll see what Um, Colin thinks of the the segment. Thank you
2: for your feedback. Disregarded.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Colin, you've listened to at least a couple of episodes of this recently because our friends have been on, correct?
2: I've listened to many episodes of this, both recently and historically for the record. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Colin, what's your opinion on our segment?
2: (laughs) I find it interesting to know what time it is right now. And the holidays are, frankly, never anything I've heard of. What's going on where you never are like, oh, and by the way, this episode's coming out on Thanksgiving, because that just happens (laughs) to, I guess you're Canadian, so maybe it has, and you just don't acknowledge it, because it's American Thanksgiving that I'm referencing here, but I'm into the segment, so don't, don't let the haters drag you down.
0: Thank you. Well, the problem is for Thanksgiving is that our podcast comes out on Tuesdays and Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. is always a Monday in Canada and a Thursday in America. So
2: bad example.
0: But we we, when it does coincide with an actual like real legitimate holiday, we do also cue that up. It just hasn't happened since we've brought in the segment. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's true.
0: Except for obviously today, which is Singles Awareness Day and Skeletor Day. Famously. Famously.
2: Oh, it's still yesterday. I don't want to step on the what time is it right now segment, but I, it, it is no longer the day after Valentine's Day for me.
1: True. Oh, my God.
0: I don't even know what holidays it is for you right now, Colin. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: what a segue for Colin.
0: Um, but, that's, but you know what? That's perfect because now we can tell people what time is it right now. And it's a very special edition because we're recording on different days.
1: Incredible. This will never happen again unless Colin comes back. <laughs> Colin, is
2: this the latest you've ever done it?
1: Certainly. Without yes. a doubt. So I'm sorry,
2: currently- <laughs> by the way. I feel, I feel <laughs> tremendously guilty, but my working hours are when other people are free.
1: That's
0: okay. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem. We found a time that works. I wouldn't have said, oh, we can record it this time if I couldn't record it this time. I, right. I, I, I would just be like, sorry, Colin, you're out.
2: By the way, wouldn't be the first time you just said, sorry, Colin, you're out. Although <laughs> well, I don't even remember if God. sorry was part of it, I think it was Listen, just, you're out.
0: Here's what happened. Here's like this. They're, Colin was supposed to come on sooner onto the podcast. And what happened was a lack of communication between Lindsay and myself where we both promised an episode to different people, but <laughs> Lindsay had promised the episode first. Hmm. So I deferred to Lindsay as she is my elder and also responsible for making this podcast get released. <laughs> and I do feel immense guilt that Colin didn't get to come on the episode he wanted to come on.
2: I cannot I th- believe you would break a pinky promise
1: to me, Kirsten. I didn't a pinky
0: a- promise that one. This one <laughs> I pinky promised. How dare you?
1: Typically, our communication is flawless, so it is shocking that this happened.
0: Well, I'm sure everyone is wondering what time it is right now. <laughs> other than Colin's reckoning. Uh- <laughs> What time is it? (laughs) So in the Pacific time zone where Lindsay and I are, it is a 9.28 p.m. on Tuesday, February 15th. And then for all of our remaining time zones, it is February 16th already. In New York, it is 12.29 a.m. In London, it is 5.29 a.m. And in Hong Kong, it is 1.29 p.m. And Filbert will be coming soon. Actually, next week, in fact. Oh. No. Like, or is it two from now? I don't
1: know. I don't know. know. Spoilers. Man, There's an that's... episode
0: called Filbert in the season. That's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I wrote down all of the holidays, and I I don't want to, I, I didn't want to go too deep into it, but a couple of these just really made me feel things, okay?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, first off, this episode is going to get released on February 22nd. So, that's the day after President's Day family day if you're Canadian. Mm-hmm. But today is Be Humble Day. I refuse. I will not be observing. <laughs> and it is the European Day for Victims of Crime. I've never heard of it, but I, was, I thought that was a really great name for a holiday. It is George Washington's birthday, mm-hmm. I guess was. He's dead now, so. Yeah.
1: Continues it like to your, be his birthday.
0: Your, yeah, is it still like your birthday after you die? I guess.
1: I expect people to continue to celebrate mine after I die.
0: If anybody stops, I'll, I'll beat them up. see that you do. It is National Cook a Sweet Potato Day.
1: I cooked a sweet potato today.
0: I've never cooked a sweet potato in my life, and celebrate I probably really. never will.
1: <laughs> I roasted mine. This is roasted vegetable corn.
0: <laughs> I'll come back to roasted vegetables. <laughs> um, it's National Margarita Day. Mm-hmm. National Wildlife Day. And then here's a big one for Colin. Now, uh, play more cards day.
2: There you go. <laughs> and, I mean, every day is play more <laughs> cards day in my world. Yeah, but
0: when this episode is released, you'll be celebrating an actual holiday when you do it. And
2: that Incredible. will be the only reason why. And I just <laughs> yep. continue that celebration year round for. <laughs>
1: yes. Should play one more hand than you normally do.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, incidentally, February 22nd. Two twenty two twenty two. I mean that's gonna be a, a thing that people are tweeting about, right? Shout out oh, certainly.
0: Can you imagine if you're turning twenty two on two twenty two twenty two, like to have like that option champagne birthday, that's pretty special. I
2: remember turning twenty two three or four years ago, so yeah, absolutely <laughs> can imagine that. <laughs>
0: Three or four years. Yeah, three or four years ago. Absolutely. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's a recreational sports and fitness day. Scouts founders day. Supermarket employee day. Walking the dog day. And my personal favorite, world thinking day.
2: Wow. How does one th- get these days established? Like who's behind making it world thinking day?
0: How do you create a hol- I think it's pretty easy to create a holiday
2: and who, who, reg- who are we registering these holidays with?
0: Well, there's actually several websites where you can look up what the holidays of the day are. I normally am checking... Why well, won't I open the link? I, a, I copied in the link for the European Victims of Crime Day because I thought that Lindsay had have follow-up questions, but she didn't.
1: <laughs> is uh, the link everything. Google?
0: <laughs> no, it's, the website is that i normally use is check and then they just have like what the holidays for every day are i don't know how they become holiday i think like businesses pay money to someone and then it becomes a holiday
2: ah that always goes back to that it was
1: capitalism all along
2: yep
0: it really doesn't specify victims of what kind of crime it just has a big picture of a gun Isn't it
2: like European (laughs) crime or something? Yeah, and
0: I guess anyone who is a victim of crime in Europe or is European and is a victim of crime. I don't know.
2: Someone go commit a crime against Dom so he can celebrate. Oh
0: my God. Please don't commit a crime against Dom. I hope that one day I can listen to another Dom and Colin podcast. (laughs) Someday. Okay. I guess we can talk about BoJack Yes. It's fine. We've, we've made it our requisite 12 minutes into the podcast before <laughs> we talk about anything of substance.
1: Oh, my God. Every time. With apologies to Matthew.
0: So, Colin, I know that this was your second choice of episode, but wh- why this episode?
2: So to go a little bit behind the scenes here, the episode that I was previously looking forward to Very much and was heartbroken to not be able to do. I feel so bad. Was let's find out where Mr. Peanut Butter is hosting celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out potentially for the first time. And the reason for that is when you initially approached me about coming onto the podcast, my first thought and Virtually only thought was, I really want to do some sort of Mr. Peanut Butter centric kind of episode. And that's obviously what we have on our hands here today. And the reason for that is, as much as I love Bojack in general and think it's like a border, a revolutionary, maybe a slightly strong word to be using, but I don't think it's that far off. Truly like distinct kind of genre bending franchise overall with an incredibly smartly and sharply and hilariously written show and visually stunning, of course, but I, more so than all of that, just love Paul F. Tompkins in general, the guy who voices Mr. Peanut Butter. He's a regular guest, if not regular co-host on several other podcasts that I listen to and am over the moon that I get to come in here, heap some praise on especially him and just talk about BoJack more generally.
0: I'm surprised you didn't want to go to the Labrador Peninsula, but I guess this makes sense as well. I still feel racked with guilt to this day about the other episode.
2: As well, you should.
0: Uh, and I know that Colin will not stop guilting me about it until the day that he dies because that's just. At he, least
2: I waited more than one minute into the podcast to start dragging
1: you.
0: I was clarifying that I was not dragging you, but you weren't even listening. It's fine.
1: To make me send this to arbitration. <laughs>
0: no a mediator will be fine can you do it (laughs) yes i'll do it i'll
1: do it Um, (laughs) this is the moment i've been waiting for
0: (laughs) amazing so i think that it's not wrong to call bojack a revolutionary show and even if it was off it's not as if you would ever be hyperbolic anyways it's fine
2: literally never
0: never literally never (laughs) Lindsay, what do you think about this episode
1: I really liked it. I love this whole format, although it made it really difficult to take notes for. <laughs> I loved this whole like bouncing around between like ninety three, two thousand four, two thousand nine, two thousand eighteen, and then we we had talked a few weeks ago. Someone had written in about Mr. Peanut Butter's booze, and I definitely just like read that as the subject line. and Was like, oh, someone just wants to talk about like the people that Mr. Peanut Butter dates. So I read a lot of the email when I shouldn't have. But I think this was like a really nice tie in with a, a lot of what we have been saying over the last few weeks about like. Who Mr. Peanut Butter dates, and I think it brings it all together really nicely and is done really effectively. And I'm excited to talk it through.
0: It certainly does. Yeah, when you were reading that email, I was like, this does feel spoilery but I was like "Well, oh, <laughs> Lindsay will edit out what needs to be
1: edited. 100% I did I only kept in the parts that were like very general of like he only dates younger women and then there was some stuff about like Diane's gonna mention it to him and I was like oh shit this oh, it's is all nice like-
0: that he's finally <laughs> taking accountability that yeah. he's part of it and I was like well, we certainly haven't seen that I was like, you know what I'm not done. I think that was the episode where I was a little bit mean to you also so I was like I can't say anything
1: <laughs> I had to do so much cutting it was me like in there going like oh I'm gonna have to cut this i'm gonna have to cut this so i left myself handy little notes but yes
0: nice yeah i think this episode is very fun to watch it does feel like it moves things forward at least a little bit Mm -hmm. i feel like we're back on track the last like well i guess last episode things did move forward but like i feel like we had like two episodes where things just didn't feel like they were in the the time and space this Mm -hmm. one even though it literally happened in many different times (laughs) it does like
1: it. Put a bit of a pause back on the whole tape thing again. Like, we still are not getting any more information about this. Like, we get a brief moment about the scenes, but, like, not really. So, yeah, you're right. It's not moving it very far forward.
0: But it's fine. I I needed something that was, like, while not 100% light, still, like, more comedy focused. So... The way this episode is structured is that apparently Bojack has been having a Halloween party every year for the last 25 years from 1993 onward, and we are getting scenes from four notable parties. The first one in 1993, the part which is the first one that Mr. Peanut Butter attends with Katrina the one in 2004, which is the first he attends with Jessica Biel, 2009, where he attends with Diane for the first time, and then present day 2018, where he is taking pickles to this party up for the first time. I have separated everything on the times except for the pre-credit scene, obviously, but yeah, yeah. I thought that this was really fun. Yeah,
1: that's how I have mine structured too, it's just like each year.
0: Which Halloween costume do you guys think is the best out of all of these?
2: The top billing in my mind has to go to Baby Bjorn Borg, even though no one gets (laughs) it. Unless, are we talking about specifically Mr. Peanut Butter?
0: It could be any of the costumes. It could be any of them.
2: I thought that was really strong. I loved, I don't think they even reference specifically who it is, but it's very clearly uh, Jorge Reyes, who played Hurley on Lost in the Shrek costume, was very good. We had Mulder and Scully making a cameo in there, but for me, I loved the way that they used the costumes to clarify what time is it right now. Dot com in (laughs) each of these various timelines. I thought the, like, the now current 2004 movie, The Notebook. I I, I thought that was really well done. Or him talking about like it's the 60s. Just kidding. I'm in a costume and it's 1993.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love when they make jokes like this. It's like when they go into other times. Uh, in the show, typically it'll be on the radio, or it's like this is a pop song in 1992, like that kind <laughs> of. I, I really 90s like that. Nineties
2: grunge. Song. Yeah. Yes,
1: <laughs> exactly. <Something> about Seattle. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Bojack Horseman wiki for having like every costume that was featured. I did look at that beforehand. So there's some good stuff, like uh, Hank Hippopoulos as Garth from Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. That was a <laughs> my one my I had favorite.
0: Thing that we saw the whole time though was the two bikini girls that Rob, yes, Todd and in, in, in season one popped mm-hmm. in the door at one point, yes. and I thought that was very funny. Celebrity I did stealing not think club. we'd be seeing the celebrity stealing club again. I really <laughs> didn't think we'd see them again.
1: The last time we saw them was that like way back when they were at Herb's house mm-hmm. when they got yeah when they got trapped when BoJack in the
0: leaves car. Todd behind right mm-hmm. yeah yeah I. I had never, th- I really hadn't thought about them since. But then when I saw them pop in the door in this episode, I was like, hey, I know them.
1: Mm-hmm. I had to go it's back because like I saw people pop in. I was like, who are these people? And then I was very pleasantly surprised. Does Princess
2: yes. Carolyn have any notable costume? I know she's got, she's, she's like She's
0: dressed aviator. as an aviator. I believe in every single one. She's that, wearing the yeah. same costume. She's Amelia Earhart. Yeah.
1: Oh, she of course. Loves oh, my God. Amelia
0: Earhart.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes, loves her. Yeah, there was an octopus dressed as the Mom, which is pretty good. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, wow. so did I. <laughs> Two girls are wearing matching t-shirts that read, What time is it right now? and chill. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, my God. Delighted. It says, referencing, quote, Netflix and chill.
0: Yeah, no, I, I only saw the, I never noticed the what time is it right now shirt. I just saw the chill shirt, mm-hmm. and so I was like, is it? A, I was like, is it some sort of Netflix and Chill joke? But then I never noticed the corresponding T-shirt, so I was just like, obviously this joke's gone over my head. So I'm just like predisposed to be like, fine, whatever, it's a joke. You know, when you don't get a joke.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> it had the cadence of a joke. <laughs>
0: Um, okay so we have the first party in 1993 mr peanut butter is a hippie katrina just puts on a dumb hat and says she's blossom and she asks mr peanut butter for just one favor at this party because it's their first like big party since he's had his big break and she just doesn't want to be left alone at the party
1: hmm And like very notable the way she's talking to Mr. Peanut Butter here. where She's like, oh my God, you're just the cutest husband. And like at one point she says something kind of mean and she's like, oh, can you imagine if I talk to you like that? Like, yes, we can imagine it very vividly.
2: I, actually, the Katrina thing, and they do several other instances of things along these lines as we'll get to with Todd later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think they used, and you know, I'm a sucker for time hoppy kind of TV narratives. They used this format to I thought really brilliantly tie in some sort of like backstory for characters and how they became the way that they were. And I loved that Katrina will go on to be this like conservative political consultant or whatever down the line and kind of colder and more callous or whatever, however you want Mm -hmm. to describe it, because... She was never really that way until she interacted with Ben Stein and Tim Allen at a Halloween party (laughs) for 10 minutes, or I guess it was an hour and a half. Yeah, Uh, I loved that so much uh, that they found a way to weave in something as kind of like a callback to the Katrina that we've gotten to know to this point. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I also just think, on the one hand yes it sucks to go to a party where you don't know anyone but on the other hand i don't think it's fair to ask your like person to not ever leave you alone at all obviously mr peanut butter takes it to the extreme by spending (laughs) no time with her but i really think that there is probably a happy medium where they both could have been okay like maybe actually introducing her to people
1: that's the thing. I feel like you at least have to spend like the beginning of the party just like at least settling your person in being like, okay, here are some people you can talk to. I'm going to go mingle or whatever after you've like confirmed that they're not just going to be standing in the corner resenting yeah, you.
0: Exactly. So we also have the 2004 Halloween party. Mr. Peanut Butter is dressed literally as a notebook because he did not understand that Jessica Biel wanted to be Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling in the movie The Notebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. She apparently and, uh, actually auditioned for
0: I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. That could have been, no offense to Rachel McAdams or Jessica <laughs> Biel, but that truly could have been any white woman. Could be anyone. Mm-hmm. It could be, um, oh, who was it that we talked about last week?
1: Jessica Chastain. It could, it could have been
0: Jessica Chastain easily. <laughs> easily. Or um, Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> So Jessica Biel is excited to go to this party because everyone's going to be asking, is that Jessica Biel from the upcoming Blade trilogy? <laughs> I forgot to go- I meant to Google this because, of course, I don't know anything about anything. I assume that that didn't happen or it was not successful. So
2: I have not seen The Notebook, The Mummy or Blade. So I, the whole Jessica Biel thing, I think a lot was going over my head here.
1: <laughs> Are you familiar with Seventh Heaven? <laughs>
2: I certainly know her from that and from other things, but I, I I have a strong suspicion that I missed a lot of the references during the 2004 timeline.
0: Oh, she didn't say Blade Trilogy. She Trinity. said Blade Trinity, which mm-hmm. came out in 2004, which I'm assuming she was not in.
1: She probably was, and just nobody knows what it is.
0: She was in it. She was yeah. in it. I mean, I think people probably know about Blade. Ryan yeah. Reynolds was in this too.
2: I've heard the original. Is the original? Am I confusing this? Is this the? blade I want to say it's Wesley Snipes what's what's It the, is okay.
0: absolutely it you're is. right
2: uh, People rave about that but I've never seen it as with virtually every popular movie in history
1: you're in the right place. Yeah.
0: So Blade, the, the synopsis is, Blade grows up to be a vampire hunter swearing vengeance on the creatures that killed his mother. He teams up with a man called Whistler, a retired vampire h- hunter and weapons expert. Meanwhile, in the urban underworld, a feud has started between pure-blood vampires and those who had been human but were turned. Blade becomes aware of this and investigates further, uncovering a plot to raise the blood god Lemagra, something he must stop at all costs.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and there are three <laughs> movies there is a trilogy but Jessica Beale is only in Blade Trinity I just can't I guess hear. yeah I wow. mean it
1: would have made sense for it to be trilogy I wrote Trinity and then as soon as you said trilogy I was like that's probably what they said I must have written no, it down I, wrong
0: <laughs> I can't see or hear so just wait till the power of speaking is taken from me <laughs> but yeah her one thing is she cannot see any mummies because she's traumatized by something in her past Exactly. I also have not seen The Mummy.
1: I have seen The Mummy, but it's been a very long time. Probably saw it in like 2006 or something.
0: When you were 25?
1: <laughs> when I was
0: 48.
2: You're doing better than either of us if you've seen it at all. So I
0: mean, yeah. I've seen the, listen, I've seen The Notebook, okay? And I feel like I've probably seen Blade like on a TV at my house because it seems like the kind of bullshit my dad would just have on <laughs> like what which he isn't even watching but god forbid you change the channel god help you and then in 2009 the costumes are of course diane as baby bjornborg as colin already alluded to and mr peanut butter is zach galvanakis in the hangover
2: the first one which i don't know why i would say the first one it's 2009
1: (laughs) and there's only been one yeah i also love diane how confident she is she's like don't worry people will get it they'll definitely get it (laughs)
0: I think it's really funny too because at the start of the night, Mr. Peanut Butter's like, "It sounds like a lot to explain," and she's like, "No, people will get it." But by the like first five minutes, she's at the party, she's like, "Ugh, I hate explaining my costume to people." <laughs> yeah,
1: and she's like, "If you don't get someone's costume, just don't tell them. Just let them live." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: it's a fair point. I'm assuming we've all seen The Hangover. Yes,
1: that
2: is one I have, in fact, seen. I actually, I think I saw The Hangover in theaters, which is pretty rare for me. Yeah.
1: Well.
0: I know I saw The Hangover 2 in theaters.
2: I definitely saw that and was wildly disappointed. Uh, Yeah. Mm
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 I think that's a universal experience.
2: It was the same Uh, movie. It was just set in.
0: But like worse. It was the same movie, but worse.
2: Right. Less funny and more convoluted.
0: Thankfully, we have a not convoluted costume at all in the 2018 slash present day one because Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter are in matching costumes as Tweed Feed, which is like Insta plus Snapchat if they both boinked Friendster, which she thinks is a social media in the 70s.
1: <laughs> Lindsay, can you yeah, I, was I, was gonna, I was just how to say that. Like, <laughs> I remember it well, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I this is the first I had heard about Friendster in a very long time. And I had like... A vague memory of it existing at some point, but I can say pretty confidently that I don't have any concept of what Friendster was.
0: I certainly I still don't know. Even though I've had ample time to Google it in preparation <laughs> for this podcast. I just didn't do it.
1: Yeah, I couldn't be bothered.
0: <laughs> oh, their logo is all very creepy. Two thousand and two. Damn. It's a social gaming site. Yeah, it was it is just a creepy logo. People would date on it.
2: Well, now I need to Google the logo. You guys are telling me all about
1: it. <laughs> it's just a smiley face.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like a creepy smiley face. And then the Friendster font is like a really like it should be an innocuous font. But the S is a weird size and the E's are sideways. And I don't like it. It's unsettling to me. Hmm. I, it was just a social gaming site. You could contact people and share content with them.
1: It closed as a company in 2018. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly recently.
2: I've Googled it. I've come up with a few different logo iterations here. All terrible. So, yeah, they're not can good. confirm.
0: Yeah, it's not... Ev- yeah, I hit, I hit image, and it's not giving me anything to feel good about.
2: <laughs> There's one where it's written kind of like... Horrible cursive. cursive yeah. or yeah, it looks a lot like yeah. it says Kirsten.
0: It looks more like it says (laughs) (laughs) friendston. Kirsten. (laughs) I mean, should I start signing my name kind of like that? Or It's worth a shot. I mean my signature doesn't really have my first name, it's just like a big K and then a big M and And then then like a squiggle, yeah. That's a specific squiggle. Not a, not just anyone could make that squiggle.
1: <laughs> Importantly, not me. just anyone could make it. Don't forge my signature. It
0: has to be me. Don't <laughs> even try. But yeah, so every time he goes to this party, Mister Peanut Butter obviously thinks this is going to be the best Halloween ever. But I don't think that's probably ever been the case for him.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. No. He looks. Uh, he's very excited. I saw that you tweeted out the screenshot of the four cells all next to each other. Mm-hmm. Him with his various booze. <laughs>
0: I had to put out a hard hitting pick to get people to put in their feedback for Colin. It's it's been a long awaited episode to have Colin on, okay?
2: Just couldn't mm-hmm. wait to drag me alive on air.
0: Oh
1: my God.
2: I feel I'm like I'm never letting it go.
1: Main correspondent Colin Stone. You're maybe mentioned more often than anyone else. <laughs> we have you as the expert for a lot of things. Mm-hmm.
2: To I I heard my name gets shouted out as things pertain to the aforementioned California Pizza Kitchen semi-recently. <laughs> Big time endorsement coming from me uh, along those lines. It's, I mean, I don't know that I've ever actually been to an IRL CPK, but I. Oh, my God. <laughs> what?
0: What? What You got a bust to catch? You can't say California Pizza Kitchen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the frozen pizzas, I, I rarely eat frozen pizza, but I always go for California Pizza Kitchen when the time feels right.
1: I think Sam said See, something similar that the frozen pizzas were worth having. No, he said he would never
0: had it. I said I had heard the frozen pizzas uh, were worth it, and I had heard that from Colin. From Colin.
1: <laughs> okay. You, you throw
2: from that, that from oven Colin. on like 415, you drop it in there, maybe 16, 17 minutes, you're in for a treat.
1: Wow.
0: You heard it here first.
2: That's my secret recipe. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, that's
0: definitely not what it's... I mean, it's probably not the exact thing it says on the box.
2: I think I may have added uh, a couple degrees
1: and or minutes there, but... <laughs> just have this, like, blackened, burned pizza.
0: <laughs> no, you always... They always give you the instructions to leave things just a little bit undercooked, and then you're like... frozen food's disgusting but (laughs) if you just cook it a little hotter a little longer then you're like oh this is delicious and crispy not that i've turned on my oven one time since i got an air fryer (laughs) it's fine it's
2: fine i am big time team air fryer as well and i'm surprised it took that long for me to bring this up on the podcast because i've become a legit air fryer evangelist for the last couple (laughs) of months since getting one
0: I want to make onion rings and mozzarella sticks like I don't care about normal foods like I can make vegetables in there whatever but like I want pub food but I want it to taste like I'm at the pub when I'm at home. That's I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna try making mozzarella sticks tomorrow and I'm gonna blame you when I put on like 20 pounds in the next month because they're incredible in an air fryer.
0: Thing is is like sure maybe I suggested you eat mozzarella sticks. But it's truly not my problem because it's not even like I have to see you. I don't even have to (laughs) see the consequences. can't
1: even see you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's laying down and probably not wearing clothes. Oh,
1: God. Kirsten,
2: Um, this is a family podcast, okay?
0: That's why your camera's off, and I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Notice he didn't correct me. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: a noteworthy Kay. silence on the other
0: <laughs> end. His silence speaks volumes. Um. Um, so, okay, so the first Halloween party is in 1993, and it only happens because Mr. Peanut Butter had invited Bojack to his Halloween party, and Bojack said, Sorry, I can't make it. I'm having my own Halloween party. And so Mr. Peanut Butter just surprises him with all of his guests. And Bojack was obviously not having a party, but just trying to not hang out with Mr. Peanut Butter.
1: Yeah, he's like, why not have a crossover party? So I brought mine to you.
0: For the record, Halloween 1993, I was not yet one year old, just mm. so everyone's aware. I was um, 37. Seven. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. This is where we also see Princess Carolyn gets put on door duty to hand out Emmy screeners. Mm-hmm. I feel like getting an Emmy screener in 1993 would be quite a coup
1: Probably, yeah, actually It's probably hard to get
0: I think so, yeah, they're definitely VHS tapes, right? With that
1: NYPD
2: Blue content was really hard <laughs> to come by I mean, in
0: 1993, if I had wanted a VHS tape of NYPD Blue I don't know how I would have gotten a hold of it Because I also couldn't hold, like, hold things as an infant
2: Potentially very dumb question here Okay. Are are police procedurals like a big deal in Canada as well?
0: Yeah. Yes, because we too have old people.
2: Are they Mounties, or are they like?
0: No, we have we have like pretty much the same procedurals you have, like.
1: People here um, also like CSI.
0: Like people here like CSI, NCIS, Criminal Minds. Sorry, that's Nickis. Um. Yeah, oh, right, Nickis. My apologies. Can't believe that's so embarrassing for me. Yeah, we mostly have all the same shows, and then there's like. The only, like, Canadian-centric one I can think of is, like, Murdoch Mystery, (laughs) which is set in, like, the 1800s, so it's not a (laughs) Mountie. Colin loves asking about Canada.
1: I'm curious. Whether anyone lives on Vancouver Island.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I've laughed so hard in a long time (laughs) than when I got that text of, have you ever been to Vancouver Island? (laughs) What? What are we talk- Okay, so at the at this party, we can see it's young Bojack because he's like, Oh, someone spiked the cider. Well, I guess one's okay, mm-hmm. obviously, in comparison to future BoJack. And Mr. Peanut Butter keeps leaving Katrina. And we get, I guess, technically the first Erica sighting mm-hmm. of the series. Cause mm. this was nineteen ninety-three. Katrina can't come talk to Erica because Erica cannot talk to two people at once after her brain splitting operation. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I love this so much. It's like, oh, my God, it's Erica. It'd be rude to leave her by herself because she doesn't know anyone at this party. So she's going to have to go talk to Ben Stein, that famously boring man.
0: (laughs) Oh, so a a brain splitting, a split brain surgery is for people with extreme and uncontrollable epilepsy. So making the Erica backstory quite sad.
1: Yeah, that's a, like literally the only like actual interpretation for that I could think of. But I don't know, did we ever establish this about Erica?
0: Corpus callosotomy, called a split brain surgery, performed with people with the most extreme and uncontrollable epilepsy when frequency seizures affect both sides of the brain. So, whoa, that's sad. And then it also makes other stuff like later on when they're like, oh, Erica, both your eyes are like facing the same way. Oh my god, like <laughs> extra sad in <laughs> hindsight too. Poor Erica. Yeah, she's had a hard life. So at the first party as well, Princess Carolyn is already fixing Bojack's problems by giving him a Halloween costume, puts a lampshade on him so he becomes a one-night stand, and Mr. Butter continues to avoid Katrina the whole time, culminating in when I guess he was doing a Ouija board, and Katrina was becoming a right-wing capitalist conservative. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's like, uh, all of a sudden she goes to suddenly being like, a sure capitalist free market is more fair than an arbitrary redistribution based on need. Very <laughs> aggressive need. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, so the conversation she has is with Ben Stein and Tim Allen, is Tim Allen like famously a right-wing nut? Big time. Didn't know that either. Who knew? Not me.
2: Yes, and... Interestingly, perhaps the, the backstory on Tim Allen is one of the like Hollywood like biographies that I find very interesting where long story short, Tim Allen, who now is like a hardcore right winger in the 70s or maybe early 80s or so was like a major cocaine dealer. And what happened is. I think he spent a little time in prison, but he got busted with, like, many, many, many pounds of coke and wow. ended up just, like, rolling on the entire operation to get himself immunity and then went on to become, I think, literally one of the biggest stars of the 90s, at least in America. Wow. But easily could have done, like, Whoa. life in jail instead.
0: And he's going to be in the Santa Claus 4. <laughs> I feel bad about how much we've talked about the Santa Claus franchise now that I know about his politics. Oh, speaking of things we didn't know about celebrities, we I said know. two episodes ago that you never hear anything bad about Ted Danson, but we, I just wasn't aware of the blackface controversy from back in the day. So I guess he's got a good publicist keeping that. Uh,
1: yeah, we had to issue a retraction on that one about Ted Danson. Not ideal. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I just hadn't heard about it. I didn't know. Now I yeah. know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah,
0: Sam Stanish and Naomi Calhoun were like, who's going to tell him?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? I'm sorry.
1: Not great.
0: <laughs> not good. So the the first party ends with a confrontation between Katrina and Mr. Peanut Butter because he says, time flies when you're having fun. And she has to yell at him that she's not having fun because he has not understood that over the night. And it's it's not good. That It's a big, big little yelling match. I don't mm-hmm. like it.
1: Yeah, and this is going to be a thing in all four storylines where, like, all of a sudden, someone screams at Mr. Peanut Butter, the lights all come up, and it's like the party ends as Mr. Peanut Butter is getting screamed at by his girlfriend.
2: It's a very weird coincidence. What could the common denominator be? <laughs>
0: it's these- obviously it- Halloween. Yeah. That's true. the common denominator. <laughs> yes. Duh.
1: Very tense holiday.
0: Yes, but as that party ends, Bojack says, "Let's make it an annual thing" because he's wasted, and yes. so then. We get the 2004 party where I guess every year Bojack says let's do it again next year and then does not remember and is not prepared to have a Halloween party. I'm surprised that he's not actually attending other Halloween parties at any point. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> do I, have either of you had like a super like long running like holiday tradition on like a Halloween type thing like with a party or anything like that?
1: Absolutely not. I am not
2: much Halloween. more likely to not know that it's Halloween than to be a part of a long running Halloween tradition <laughs> in a given year.
0: So you'd be the BoJack in this situation.
2: In many situations, but not oh, all no. for the record. I, I
0: mean, when that one time BoJack was a feminist hero, that was the most he's ever reminded me of you. That really <laughs> rang true for sure. Like, specifically the line that's like, maybe I was a feminist hero this whole time and didn't know it. Just I was like, know. I feel like I've heard Colin say that.
2: <laughs> I have said it and was explicitly quoting BoJack Horseman when doing so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it just, it fits, okay? <laughs> it's fine. What about you, so, Kirsten? Do you have a long-standing Halloween tradition?
0: Oh, my God, no. I hate Halloween. In my second year of university, I got dumped on Halloween. And ever since I've just had a string of bad Halloweens, I've stopped trying. I stay home. I don't even watch a horror movie. I just, (laughs) like, stay home and watch Legally Blonde.
2: Life is enough of a horror movie. Literally,
0: life is a horror movie at this point. You're absolutely right. Truly. But you know what? They are 11 years in, and Princess Carolyn is back again once again as Amelia Earhart, and once again on door duty. And this is where we meet young Todd. Yeah.
2: Loved this. I, I loved the, getting this Todd backstory so much, especially the come back when you're five years younger, or three years older, and then he <laughs> does, and then that ends up being how Todd ends up being a basically permanent roommate for BoJack. I was all about the first time I watched this episode, getting that kind of dot connected and very much appreciating that.
0: Yeah. I thought that was super cute. It's like, obviously this moment really like stuck in Todd's head that he chooses to come back in five years, but because they were refused candy, Todd, Emily, and their other friend, whose name I, I don't think we know, they decide to TP the house. They get toilet paper everywhere. Do people TP stuff in real life?
2: I have never seen it other than like in a joking way where it's friendlier rather than anything else. I've never seen a malicious (laughs) TPing.
1: Yeah, it's a big concern on like every sitcom, but I've never seen it in real life. Right.
0: Like I feel like egging is more malicious than TPing. Certainly. Because you actually have to like clean that or it's going to smell.
2: Never seen an egging either. For the record,
0: I have seen egging. Like, I haven't participated or seen it actively happen, but I've seen the results of egging.
1: Hmm. Doesn't it also, like, damage your car? If if someone eggs your car, will not it, like, damage the paint?
0: I don't know about that, but what I do know is that, and you didn't hear this from me, Horse Girls, (laughs) if you hairspray someone's car, it won't visibly look like anything's happened, but then when they wash their car, the paint will fall off where you hairsprayed it.
2: How'd you find that one out, Kirsten?
0: I have never done it. I have been told about it. So it could actually not even be true. And I've been lied to because I don't have the guts to damage anybody's property. I'm way too much of a wimp. I follow the rules. But, you know, every once in a while someone makes me really mad and I think about what it would be like to hairspray a mean word on their car. And then I like live with that satisfaction instead of actually doing it.
2: And then you just damage their feelings instead.
0: Yeah, you caught me. I'm just out here damaging everybody's feelings.
1: According to the Globe and Mail, the yolk of the egg is the worst. It is acidic and can eat through the clear coat and stain or damage the base coat of your car.
0: Wow. See, I always thought the worst would be like in Gilmore Girls when Rory deviled eggs Jess's car. (laughs) Because I thought that would be very hard to wash off. But I Mm -hmm. guess if the egg yolk is acidic.
1: Yeah. Seems like this would just be like messy versus like actually damaging if you use deviled eggs.
0: Exactly. Well, I guess though, but it was a hot day. So they probably like melted kind of into
1: the car a little bit. Hmm probably quite Also, deviled eggs
0: said. are disgusting. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine you like anything about a deviled egg.
0: The concept of a deviled egg to me is so horrifying. Because, <laughs> like, I'll eat a boiled egg, mm-hmm. but why you gotta mix up the yolks with nasty shit? Like, <laughs> Handshake
2: ugh. emoji big time there. I am never in for a deviled egg.
0: <laughs> My brother-in-law's family won't call them deviled eggs because of the word devil. No. They call them he- heavenly eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's real. And it I makes bet they have some really
2: good takes about the world at large.
0: Oh, my God. oh yes, we've had some conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely thorough and respectful dialogues every yes, time. Every time. But it's actually good that Todd them TP the house because when Bojack goes to Princess Carolyn for a costume, she's able to set him up as a mummy quite easily. Mm hmm. There's just one problem,
1: <laughs> Jessica Peel. Biel.
0: Jessica Peel's there, and Mr. Peanut Butter is in a notebook costume, so he can't get through the door to stop her from seeing it. Oh, she does actually like he does yell to her, and maybe if he had not yelled, she would not have turned around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Hmm. I also, as Colin alluded to, where he, he is talking to Hurley from Lost, he's like, I get that there's a smoke monster, but other than that, it's just Gilligan's Island, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a take I really liked.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that there's two Lost heads on the pod because I choose <laughs> not to perceive Lost content, so I'm happy You've for the of you. have never watched Lost? No, and I never will.
1: <laughs> I mean, why would you at this point? <laughs>
0: I and again I never will and nothing I mean, can make me.
1: This
2: this very much feels like a take that I don't know if it's going to be next year, 5 years from now, 20 years from now, someday you will sit down and watch just the first couple episodes and then you will be caught up on the entire series in like
1: a week and a half. I'll take that bet. I don't think she'll do it.
0: <laughs> I'm dead serious. This to me is the same as Star Wars. I will not watch a Star War. I will not watch
1: Lost. <laughs> I'll never not think it's funny when someone says a Star War. <laughs> like, yeah, I think sleep. it's hilarious. <laughs> Shout
2: out to the legend Lucille Bluth.
1: Indeed, exactly. Yes. Go see a Star War.
0: I have seen one Star War. Which one? And it was episode one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I like that I've seen that one because actually if a Star Wars person tries to get on my face, I can be like, oh, I've only seen episode one.
1: And, and then they get, really <laughs> they get really
0: mad, and and then I talk about how like Jar Jar was definitely supposed to be the big bad of the whole thing <laughs> because of that Reddit post I read one time, and it really makes me happy how angry it makes Star Wars people.
2: I feel like I've seen a Reddit post about, so I am also not a Star Wars person at all. I just watched the original A New Hope Star Wars singular <laughs> at some point in the last calendar year or so. Didn't enjoy For it the that first much. Time? Never gonna, never seen it before not gonna he watch was definitely anymore. watching
0: it for a girl right
2: no i watched it because i was trapped in my apartment okay fair oh, enough fair incredible. enough i watched it literally i live streamed myself watching it and <laughs> oh <my God>. so <laughs> it was it, it was whatever but i'm not interested in pursuing more star wars content but i do feel like i've seen a reddit post somewhere along the way about jar jar actually being like a secret Jedi master, that being yes, some sort of other fan theory. But we probably don't need to spend too much more time yeah. on that.
1: Colin, I think you should come back a lot. It has never happened before that I have been the most like up on pop culture things <laughs> on an episode ever. So I'm a
2: huge TV guy <laughs> to such an extent that I just do not have any time for books or movies or Whatever. I like, I'm never at no point in my adult life have I ever been caught up on all of the TV I want to watch. So I have not seen any of virtually any of like the most popular movies in our lifetimes.
1: I mean, I'm over here like I've seen Star Wars and the Mummy, and it's like noted film buff, Lindsay Wilson. Yes. Hey, like,
0: let's not get too out of control here, Lindsay. <laughs> But have yeah, you no. seen The
1: Notebook? I haven't. I was just about to say that. I yeah, there it notebook. is. <laughs> An intimate, I mean, yeah. Sorry,
2: but I, I don't know when else this is going to come up, but I, I do want to just flag up this yes. entirely personal and narcissistic thing. But it came up on a episode I just recorded with friend of the podcast, Matt Gagan, over on his yeah. vehicle, The Lonely Boys. Over the last calendar week was the first time I had ever seen the X-Files and we have Scully and Mulder in this BoJack episode, which I Mm -hmm. thought was wild on its own. But furthermore over on the lonely boys podcast, the episode I talked about, which was assigned to me was literally called the X-Files. So this is now the third (laughs) time this week that the X-Files has entered my kind of TV viewing experience after 34 full years of never <laughs> being in it at all. Incredible.
0: <laughs> is is that episode of Gossip Girl the one where they throw the nertini on the girl?
2: It is. Spoiler alert. Kirsten just did a big time fist pump. I don't know if that came
1: through on the audio only version of the... I'll get it in post.
0: I've been thinking about that episode a lot lately because I've been like, when are they going to talk about the Nertini? Because I really thought it happened in, in season one. But then when you said the X-Files, I was like, wait, what's that one about? And then the it says that there's a new girl, Amanda. And I was like, oh, is that the one where they get her? Or is it the next one? So I'm just really proud of myself that I remember anything from... 2008, when I was watching Gossip Girl Season 2.
2: Never seen Star Wars. Knows Gossip Girl plot lines down to the episode (laughs) title. Got it.
0: Let me live my life. I will never watch Star Wars. I will never watch Lost. But I have been informed recently that it is a deal breaker if I don't finally watch the Third Lord of the Rings movie, so... Mm -hmm. Watch the Lord of the Rings movies.
2: I only saw the first one and did not. Oh enjoy wait,
0: it. I <laughs> saw the fir- I saw the first two, but my sister made me watch them both back to back, the extended editions, so that's a really long time, and I did not enjoy it, and so I never watched the third one. But then now I've been informed I have to watch it. So here's my question: My idea of a trade off is that I will watch all three Lord of the Rings movies if my boyfriend will watch all of the Twilight movies. And he seems to think that's unreasonable, but I think it's a fair trade-off. What do you think? Yikes. <laughs> it's a similar time commitment.
2: Mm-hmm. Is Twilight that long?
0: Well, because Twilight has five movies. <laughs> five of them? Well, because there was four oh, books and they bl- split the last book up into two movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I still think five Twilight movies will be less time than me watching three Lord of the Rings.
2: So is your entire relationship based on torturing each other or are there also also some positives? Let me find the
1: thing you least want to do and let's do
0: that. I don't think he thinks Lord of the Rings is torture. I think he just likes it and would like to share that experience with me. Mm -hmm. But I just think that I should get to watch something I really like. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I probably won't make him watch Twilight. It's fine. But I think it's a fair trade-off in We saw
1: the third Lord of the Rings movie as a school field trip. What? It had a lot of educational value.
0: What did you learn?
1: Uh, About orcs, probably.
0: It's fine. Everything's fine. One day I'll watch the Lord of the Rings, and mm. maybe I'll love it. Oh my god, what if I loved it? And then I'm like... Mm-hmm.
1: Why <laughs> we'll do a lot of never the Rings watch this before? special episode.
0: No, we won't. I'm vetoing that right now, regardless of how much I like it. Okay, so 2009 is the first one that Diane attends, and this is also when Todd is able to attend the party. Mm-hmm. And Princess Carolyn answers the door gives him her shift at the door and we get another word avalanche which i've just learned last week what those are called
1: yes i have a note of word avalanche
0: (laughs) she says i deserve to be adored by a man yet here my dreams lie dormant i don't mean to get mortally morbid but i get all adorably adorned to get bored manning doors no more storms off
1: yeah, for so good for Princess Carolyn. I love it. It's weird to hear her talk about Bojack as her boyfriend. She's like, this is my boyfriend's house. But, like, I mean, that was the it case, is, but it's weird. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: that was strange for me as well. Mm-hmm. But,
0: like, was he really her boyfriend? Or, like, <laughs> did she just think so and he let her think so?
1: I think they were at the point where she was, like, when she pointed out that baby, and then they, <laughs> he, like, knocked over the stroller.
0: Right. Yeah. I guess, yeah. And they started hooking up in 2007, we learned. So they've right. been doing it. They're, they've been two years in.
1: Yeah, right. It is also quite shocking to me that they first met Todd, like, this long ago. And that he's been living at BoJack's house since 2009.
2: It was shocking to me that Todd, I don't know how old I thought Todd was. But true. that took me by surprise as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Very young.
0: This is where we see Bojack actually spikes the punch now, whereas before he was a victim of spiked punch.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thankfully, that's never going to get out of hand for him. So Yeah, <laughs> fortunately,
0: he's fine, obviously. No substance issues for Bojack. And Diane is, uh, as we said, furious that uh, no one understands her costume, but is like, no, 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 I'm fun. I don't want to leave when Mr. Peanut Butter suggests that they could go.
1: Yeah, and Mr. Peanut Butter does this thing throughout the entire episode where he's like making constant comparisons between his current girlfriend and his previous wives, or he'll be like, Oh, my ex wife really hated this party, but I'm so happy that you love parties and that you're fun and nice. So it puts them in this like weird position where they have to be like, Don't worry, I'm not bad like them.
0: It's that patriarchal competition between women. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I just love Diane being like, as you know, I love parties. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> So convincing. Uh, so sad.
2: And I mean, even Pickles. Oh, I'm stepping on the, the final oh, no, timeline no, no, of it. Fine. But like even Pickles struggles to keep up with it, it seems like.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's impossible to just be constantly compared to past partners. Like, obviously, it's only natural that sometimes the past will come up and something mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, like this happened. But it's not like, oh, let me reminisce and constantly compare because that's not fair.
1: Mm-hmm. It puts so much pressure on them
0: exactly
2: do your do your exes know each other like it it would feel weird to me to reference these people they've never met
0: no no not one person ever that i've seen has known any other person i've ever seen and i (laughs) will be keeping it that way until the day i die (laughs) not that there's like a huge number of people so it's easy to keep them apart Mm -hmm. but i would like them to stay apart
1: (laughs) it's a good policy
0: Lindsay, do your exes know each other?
1: They don't. Cam famously has remained friends with almost all of his ex girlfriends. I have famously had horrible breakups where I have wanted nothing to do with them. So we've had very different experiences with our exes, but so I know like all of his ex girlfriends, but mine are all a mystery.
0: Every day I learn something about Cam that I find <laughs> just a little bit unsettling. <laughs>
1: He was like, he talks about it. And he'll be like, "Oh yeah," and it was just like really amicable and nice. And I'm just like, "What? What? Like, how what does about that happen?" The one
0: that he put the letter.
1: Oh yeah, they're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like explain why she didn't want to be friends because he never experienced that before.
0: <laughs> Colin, would you ever write a letter breaking up with someone, hand it to them, and then stand there <laughs> while they read it?
2: I have never done this, although now that it's being brought to my attention, I Something feel like that might about. actually work for me where I'm definitely <laughs> going to mess up whatever I'm trying to say. That's that's for sure. So that might actually be uh, a move worth considering.
0: I think at that point, just send a text.
1: <laughs> oh my God, Kirsten, I was telling that story again because I really love it so much. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Kirsten made a joke at the time where she was like, oh my God, I wouldn't let him keep pens in the house. And he goes, insecure attachment. <laughs> Because he's clearly been listening to me talking about attachment style.
0: I'm sorry, Cam said that about me. He did, yeah. Well, first of all, it's called anxious attachment, Cam. He did and say second of attachment. all, stop, stop! I'm already dead. How dare
1: you? I died. I was
0: joking. Why did he have to say that? About-
2: I like how Kirsten says so she's already yeah. dead, and then immediately we get sirens in the background.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's on my side.
0: Sirens are on Lindsay's <laughs> side. They're not coming for me uh. yet. The way he was able to
1: drag <laughs> me so effort
0: Like, it's true. <laughs> but you don't have to say it.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be sleeping tonight. <laughs> So this party is also actually, surprisingly, where Bojack gets the call to find out that his dad died in a duel, which I think makes all the more sense that it happened on Halloween.
1: That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Good time yeah. for a duel. Is Colin, there a bad ever... time for a duel? That's my question.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think all of the time is a bad time for a duel. Fair. Like you, shouldn't, you shouldn't duel. <laughs> Colin, feel... would you ever duel someone?
2: I... Depending on the circumstances, I mean, probably not, but you can never say never. And I feel like every so often you hear about like weird laws that are still in place in various locations that you would never think could possibly be on the books in modern times, such as the year 2022, which it currently is. (laughs) And I feel like there I, I feel like I've heard that like dueling is still legal in certain places in America. Probably, probably not. Maybe maybe I'm making that up, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it turned out to be the case that in like at least certain counties, I'm going to say not to pick on this particular state, but like I wouldn't be blown away if Alabama, you could still duel someone if you were both <laughs> consenting about it. So I guess what I'm really trying to get at is bring back dueling. I, think, I guess I'm staunchly <laughs> pro-duel.
1: What if someone gave you a bad podcast review? Would that be grounds for a duel?
2: I clearly have not seen our podcast reviews. I, I have uh, not, not felt compelled to duel anyone, despite several. Because they're only positive.
1: So
0: I've, I've, started, I've started Googling, and it's saying that dueling has never been legal, but I've also found an article that says five places where dueling to the death is not a crime.
2: I'm counting that as a 100%... Colin Stone was correct moment. Then. Well,
0: no, none of these places are in America.
2: I'm still counting it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I
0: do love number four.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver
1: Island.
0: I guess number four says international waters. It's a misconception that anyone can do anything on the high seas. When you're 12 miles offshore, the laws of the ship are of whichever country the ship is registered to. But if you were to travel to an unclaimed island that doesn't have bird or bat poop on it, both participants can renounce their citizenship and then you could duel there.
2: Is this from the law offices of Barry Zuckerkorn, the <laughs> maritime
0: lawyer? Yeah, I don't know. This article, I I don't think that you could duel anywhere legally in America. That's why the doctor has to turn around so he can have deniability. Haven't you watched Hamilton?
2: I, I Let's say let's haven't. say it's yes.
0: Fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. We also have a moment in the 2009 party where Mr. Peanut Butter is talking about Glee <laughs> and it just feels wrong that Glee existed in a time where Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane were together.
1: Yes, very weird. We also just, like, I wanted to flag when Diane meets Bojack here for the first time and she just, like, rambles on about how she loved horsing around while he's in the midst of being told that his dad is dead and Bojack just, like, dismisses her and then is like, don't worry, that was no one important.
2: And if it's any consolation, He'll never remember meeting you. Yeah, correct.
0: (laughs) I mean, what a kind thing to say to your girlfriend wife. Were they married at this point? (laughs) Not yet. Okay.
1: Because we saw them get married.
0: Oh, right. They did. (laughs) They were together for a long time before they got married. (laughs) Did not get married till he took credit for stealing the D. The mm-hmm. I sort of remember this show. Some I remember last week when I remembered who Deborah was.
1: Yes, very impressive.
0: Okay, my brain works sometimes. Yes. I just felt the need to remind people of a time when it did because right now it's not <laughs> that. It's also ten thirty-five. I'm normally in bed by now.
1: Me too. <laughs> Sorry
2: again.
0: No, it's okay. it's okay. That wasn't meant to be like, oh, how dare you, Colin? We all agreed to this. It's just my brain is slowing down. And I
2: also, uh, I, Kirsten, I was on your Riverdale podcast with Mary where... We recorded the whole thing. It took two and a half hours, and then I found out that most of the episodes are about an hour long, and I felt incredibly guilty. I came in here today saying I'm not going to do that again, and here we are. <laughs> oh
0: hour. no, this is we two weeks ago. We recorded with Mike Bloom for over two hours on Free Churro, so I mean I am no
2: Mike Bloom, worry. nor would anyone mistake <laughs> me as such. So I get it. Uh, if you guys well, wanted. I know. I
0: just mean like we're not even remotely approaching like longest episode ever. So I was I was trying to to ease your your guilt okay I don't guilt think
2: we not were. eased by the way with the, some of these names that I've been going directly after here this is a brutal lineup to follow
0: Kate listen we're in a great lineup we had Lita Broman then Sam Stanish then Mike Bloom then Brian Scally, now Colin Sco- Stone and next week's Matt Gagan it's a great lineup what a oh, lineup? I so didn't popular. I didn't realize
2: the Multiple times aforementioned Matt Gagan was literally next, but I'm sure you're going to hear <laughs> all about the Gossip Girl universe plugs there. So I guess I can tone it down.
0: We also have... So the the party ends because Diana admits that she hates big parties. The light goes up and she didn't want to tell him because she didn't want to disappoint him. But he can't. she can't be more fun than his ex-wives. It's too much pressure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they leave... Mr. Peanut Butter asks her to give him the real version, because he loves her. Mm-hmm. But then also says, I, "Now I know you don't like parties, and we'll never have this argument <laughs> again." So,
1: yeah, I love that. <laughs> Not once. We'll never have it again.
0: Cause we. This is at least the third time we've seen this argument happen over the course of the show, right? At least. At least.
2: Mm-hmm. But it still sounds reassuring in the moment. Yes.
0: Yeah. Gotta, you got to walk the walk, everyone. You can't just talk the talk. <laughs> but you know what? The party is over. Bojack is feeling very weird knowing that his father's dead, but nobody else knows. He says he doesn't feel anything, but he thought he would. And Todd is like, well, it does, the party doesn't have to end. Like, I could stick around for a little bit. Bojack tells him to stick around as long as he wants. And he does. Oh, he does. <laughs> very,
2: very strong. I like that a lot. i miss
0: todd living with bojack
1: i did too i actually noted that as well of like i just love that dynamic so much of having todd there so good like todd looks so happy Mm -hmm. it just felt so familiar it was a simpler time in the show
0: yeah also speaking of aaron paul colin you and i are the two on this this call who've watched breaking bad (laughs) yes true in your face Lindsay.
1: yes I deserve that.
0: Unrelated, but have either of you watched any of Murderville on Netflix with Will Arnett? I just watched watched the the entire thing. I've watched three episodes, and it is quite funny.
2: I I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I was hooked in with the first episode with Conan and then just put it all down.
0: Yes. I didn't try to solve the first murder, but I've gotten episodes two and three correct. Yes.
2: Did you know who Marshawn Lynch was?
0: I... Was not aware, but I was informed. I was ma- made so aware.
2: excited to see Marshawn Lynch pop up there.
0: He did a great job. He
2: was awesome. Yeah,
0: he was very funny.
2: He, I mean, he was so funny when he was like, albeit unintentionally for the most part, when he was actually playing in the NFL with some of his post-game press conferences, and then became very deliberately funny in them once the reception became clear. But yeah, put all of Murderville down, actually since Kirsten kind of let me down in this capacity and we haven't gone on enough tangents yet. Oh my
1: God.
2: Lindsay. Yeah. Over the last couple of weeks, I actually just finished watching from start to finish all 10 seasons of iconic Canadian TV program, Letterkenny. Have you seen that?
1: <laughs> I've seen very little of Letterkenny. Kenny. I've seen a little bit of it. <laughs>
2: I loved Letterkenny so much, and I'm desperately looking for someone else who has seen Letterkenny. And I, <laughs> I haven't seen enough of it
0: to <laughs> be helpful to you. <laughs> I think Liana Boris watched Letterkenny, but I think she's also too busy with science to have friends right now.
2: That is That has been the closest I have come, is knowing that Liana has watched it all. I have not gotten to talk to her about it at all yet.
1: I worked with someone who was just obsessed with Letterkenny, and she wanted to talk about it all the time, and I really let her down as well by never actually watching more than one episode.
0: I feel like I saw some of the YouTube videos before it was a show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't know. Sorry, Colin. Well, I also didn't like Alone when I tried watching it.
2: Because it was famously a realistic documentary about life on Vancouver Island instead of people <laughs> pretending that there's civilization there?
0: No, because in the first five minutes they were killing an animal, and I don't want to watch that.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, we just have one. We have one more party to get through. That we're in the present day slash 2018, so not present for us, but present for the show. And this is Pickles' first Hollywood party. She says Bojack must love Halloween if he has a party every year. And I, when Mr. Peanut Butter says he's a fiend for the ween, I don't think mm-hmm. I've left.
1: <laughs> I also wrote that down and highlighted it to like make sure we talk about this line. <laughs> like highlight
0: um, underscore bold italic like fiend for the ween for the ween when you asked
2: why i wanted to do this episode as i was <laughs> giving <what> some I... <laughs> kind of like long meandering answer i almost thought about trying to weave that in there but decided to pass
1: <laughs> you could just have just real said fiend that you're a fiend for the ween
2: i'm not though is the thing i i feel like you would then ask me what i liked so much about halloween and i would have absolutely nothing
0: Unprepared <laughs> am prepared for any, any like, questions Any memorable Halloween costumes that you've worn, Colin?
2: Not so much memorable Halloween costumes or memorably fun Halloween experiences. I have certainly had some negative Halloween experiences involving Mm. way too much alcohol. Uh, So
0: (laughs) I I think I may be
2: slightly traumatized at this point.
0: Fair enough. When I was a kid, I was McDonald's french fries like three years in a row for Halloween. That's a good costume. It's a great costume. Got to wear red leggings. Like, Sweet. I really haven't grown up at all. Like, I'm the <laughs> same person I was.
1: You still love french fries.
0: I do. I had french fries today in my air fryer.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> so, even though this party has been happening every year for 25 years, BoJack is still caught just as by surprise as he always has been. Gina is over and very upset to know that. There was a party because now she feels like an idiot with no costume.
1: Yeah, this was weird to me because she's like, "Oh, so now we're having a party," and I was like, "You don't live there." Like, I'm not. I feel like it's weird to be like, "We are having a party" when you're just over. Like, I don't know. She gets very like intense about it.
2: How did she yeah. not bring it to his attention that today is Halloween prior to yeah. finding out about this party?
1: I mean, like, Funny. certainly she can be offended that she like wasn't invited to this party, or it feels like she's not invited. It's just weird to be like, "Why didn't you tell me that we are having a party in our?" shared house
0: well i think it's that i think she's been staying over quite a bit to be yeah. honest and then also like obviously they had plans to hang out
1: Mm-hmm. yes true. I,
0: and so then for a party to arrive and she didn't know that there was costumes mm-hmm. i can That's see fair. why she'd be annoyed but i guess you're right the phrasing is weird but she's gonna go to Rite aid and see what she can rustle up to make a costume
2: mm-hmm. what does she uh, ultimately I, I i know she has like a an orange cone. What is yeah. her ultimate costume there?
0: She's, She's like really a witch, looks, right? I think it's a witch. Okay, but she really does look like the safety costume from Big Brother. <laughs> yes. In your face, Lindsay. Another show you don't
2: watch. I'm a hardcore <laughs> team Lindsay. Watch, on, anymore, uh, th- watch the old seasons. The new ones are trash. <laughs> I'm happy with my life. Feel
0: good. That's that's what I would say about Big Brother. And it doesn't, it doesn't make anyone feel good. Judging by my anymore. Twitter
2: timeline, it does not seem like Big Brother has been making people feel too good this season.
0: But <laughs> it just, listen, it feels bad when bad people succeed, okay? <laughs> it happens more often than, than you'd think. So at the 2018 party, we get a lot of BoJack like alluding to previous parties. He even brings up the year someone freaked out over a mummy, yeah, which like- was... Jessica Biel. Yeah,
1: he says, who was that lady? She's he's like, it was my
0: wife. And Bojack says, oh, I can't keep track of how many wives and girlfriends you've brought to these parties. Who's this one? Do I need to remember her?
1: Yeah. It's like, why is the waitress talking about pickles?
0: Pickles aplenty. Mm-hmm. That's her. If you can't remember her name, just think, oh, you're in a pickle. And then remember that my name is what you're in.
1: <laughs> but with an S at the end. Oh.
0: They're like, oh, I'm glad you're rising me. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, oh, yeah, if he makes fun of you, it means he likes you. And Bojack is very taken aback by that. <laughs>
1: it's like, that's what people think when I make fun of him.
0: <laughs> then Bojack mentions it's time to run the costume contest. He gets up and hurts his back. So he continually tweaks his back in this episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is where we find out Pickles was born in 1993. Yeah. Which Mr. Peanut Butter seems very taken aback by as well. Yes, understandable. <laughs> yes like, I did not know that.
2: How does he not know his own girlfriend's age? Or maybe he just hasn't done the math on what year that would ultimately lead to her being born. But it seems like kind of an oversight.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think he probably knows she's 25. But like, in theory, not like realizing that what that means is that she was born in 1993.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I can, in my mind, people who are... 25 years old. We're still born in 1990 or so, even though <laughs> that is no longer the case.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. That
1: is how to me, I'm am. like
0: 1993, a baby, but I'm like, oh, we'll be 29 this year. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm approaching 30 with grace. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell people I'm 35.
2: Yeah. I always round up. I'm going to tell people I'm 35 in about four months from now and it won't be a lie so
0: well then (laughs) you you and can start telling people you're 40 and people will be like you're 40 (laughs) you look amazing for 40
2: that's actually not a bad plan i think i may literally do that
0: especially like i feel like if you want to be attracting like milfs or whatever they they'll be fine with a 40 year old
2: cougars thank you very much
0: (laughs) (laughs) To me, all the same, but I guess the childless part is is the the distinction. Pretty vital. But yeah, definitely lie and say you're older, and then people will just be, like, oh my god, he looks amazing for his age. Not that you look like bad for your age, but it's just like when you add five years, then it's like, whoa, you know. <laughs> I'm
2: That's, genuinely debating I mean. implementing this strategy. So yes, absolutely. I, I
0: like I'm being serious. Like I literally will just be telling people I'm 35. It's fine. We also get, the main thing through this whole thing is that Diane is trying to leave, but all of the cars are blocked in, so she's looking for the keys to a yellow Hummer, which is Todd's corporate car.
1: <laughs> he likes it because it matches his hat.
0: And then there's like a blue Tesla, a bunch of other cars, and then a yellow helicopter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I haven't seen a Hummer since like 2004.
0: <laughs> Not 2009. I have seen definitely a couple of Hummers... Maybe not in the last five years, but as recently as five years ago, like in Alberta, you would see like one Hummer, and you'd be like, "What is that?" Actually, I've probably seen Hummer limos driving around.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I yes. saw a Honda Element yesterday for the first time in like a decade.
0: What's a Honda Element?
2: <laughs> it's like the big boxy one that was trendy for. Oh. A little bit.
0: Actually, I see these semi regularly. I feel like this is a Vancouver Island.
2: Car. Oh, I it seems like it would be incredibly useful on Vancouver. They're like kind of outdoorsy, kind of like multi purpose. Yeah. Multi-purpose, yeah. And as we all know, Vancouver Island is just one giant forest with no electricity or running water. I mean, so
0: there mm-hmm. is electricity and running water, but it is a rainforest and there's a lot of outdoor activities to be had. Pickles is gets progressively more and more drunk over the course of this party. She's very insecure hearing about all of the exes, which is totally fair, especially considering the last big episode we've seen her in. Mr. Peanut Butter confides in her that he is still
1: in love with Diane. Yeah, it's brutal. It's like, I mean, obviously the surest sign that someone is extremely jealous is how often they keep repeating how not jealous they are. But like Diane's just like, yeah, fine, not jealous. But like she's in a very tough spot. She's being compared constantly. He's talking constantly about her, his wives, like tons of history that she doesn't have. It's hard on her. I feel bad for pickles here.
2: I mean, going after Jessica Beale is probably not the easiest act to follow. <laughs>
0: Jessica feels is a cannibal murderer, Colin.
2: That's not the Jessica Biel I know. She,
0: she set
1: Zach Braff on fire. I guess she wasn't
0: at the time that Mr. Peanut Butter was with her, but in the in this universe, and I feel like that's why they kept her plot line short in this episode, too, is they were like, mm, we have kind of sewered her reputation. <laughs> I also really like how. Diane leaves this interaction by being like, yeah, this is a normal situation. (laughs) Just walks away. She's like, I'm done. This is where Mr. Peanut Butter starts talking about how all of his exes start out very fun and full of life and end up mean. What a weird coincidence. Why do idealistic women turn bitter and cruel after being with me?
1: Yeah, so weird.
0: I also just think if anyone is talking about their exes and they're like, oh, all of my exes were fun, but then they turned mean... Like, if they don't have one good thing to say about their ex, that's a red flag.
1: Big red flag.
0: (laughs) We do get a small interaction of Diane and and Bojack talking about the new script pages, where Bojack almost asks about the submarine scene, but then chooses not to. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to all of this.
1: Yeah, no. Diane says, like, okay, well, we'll just add this to the, like, big bucket of stuff that we don't talk about. And he's like, what's that supposed to mean? She's like, oh, I thought you didn't want to talk about it. So like, very uncomfortable between these two.
0: It's like the one thing he hasn't talked about with her.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm stealing that line for my own personal use, by the way, of the big bucket of stuff we just don't talk about is going to be my (laughs) default whenever I don't want to get into something.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Maybe I'll start using that with family. There you go. That'll be nice. Bojack's back tweaks again, and he takes like a ton of pills. Mm -hmm. Like way too many. Is he supposed to only have two a day?
1: And also, he's drinking a lot. Yeah, not a good combo.
0: Mr. Peanut Butter does apologize to Pickles for talking about his ex wives and does suggest leaving, but she is very drunk and is like, no, 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 this is fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Fun for me. Yeah, and she's like, her voice is breaking, or she's like, this obviously has nothing to do with you or your ex wives, including Diane, who is here right now.
0: Yeah. She's like twerking on the coffee table.
1: Yeah. She's the first one who, when she like screams at Mr. Peanut Butter, instead of being like "I'm not having fun," she's like "I am having fun." Like, ugh, very tough. Yeah.
0: She locks herself in the bathroom, and it's certainly having fun.
1: Yes, yeah, always a good sign.
0: Yeah, gotta gotta get locked in the bathroom. And Diane is still trying to leave. Starts joking with Mr. Peanut Butter about how young Pickles is.
1: I did like this. I thought it was pretty funny. Like, what happened? Did she have a skirmish with the other members of the babysitter's club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: would not let Pickles babysit my children. And I'd, you can quote <laughs> me on that.
1: That seems fair.
0: But Diane is, like, really talking to Mr. Peanut Butter about his relationships. And he is still saying that he doesn't understand what happens because he meets amazing women and then ruins them and and diane's like you don't ruin them but you don't listen
1: yeah and they're all in their 20s and they're not like fully formed yet and they just keep outgrowing him and he either needs to date older or grow up or yeah, when, she... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: when she suggests dating older he's very much not interested
1: in that yeah. not
2: into it the line about they're young, they're not fully formed, life changes people, and his reaction is, Well, not me. Yeah. The so this this final interaction here between Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter I still remember watching for the first time as I was like marathoning this when it came out because it truly was kinda of like eye opening to me and maybe something I should have thought about myself in more honest terms and and this is frankly another reason that i wanted to come in here and talk about this episode is because this kind of evaluation from diane about mr peanut butter is something i also felt resonated with me pretty personally and that line about like life changes people and him saying well not me really hit home for me where like my whole life i i have had this thought many times and I honestly don't know how to feel about it. And sorry for turning this into a therapy session here, but (laughs) my whole life basically is just like a testament to doing the things that I thought were fun and cool when I was 17 years old. And that continues to be the case 17 years later for me. And it's certainly not the case that I date women who are younger than me. I, I, almost exclusively had dated women my own age or thereabouts, despite what Kirsten may want you to believe about (laughs) the types of people I'm into. But I also felt like the idea of this person just kind of outgrows you was something that really hit home for me as well. Although in my case, it's not that they start Young and vivacious and whatever and then I ruin them or they grow up. It's I, I think a common thing for me where they're already grown up and it just finally occurs to them that maybe I am not to the extent that they may in some cases have wanted me to be. And so I this historically from the entire scope of the BoJack catalog has always been an episode that really comes to mind for me in terms of like deep significance on a personal level. And I I truly felt like I kind of had a breakthrough the first time that I ended up watching this episode. Honestly, the conclusion I maybe should have drawn is, oh... I should be dating women who are significantly younger than me. Although I don't think no, that was no. necessarily.
1: No, uh, no, that's the not the takeaway. <laughs> I think that's it. I think we just
2: finally, I think we finally got there. And I thank you guys for leading me down that path.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like Colin was about to actually make a real breakthrough there. And then he turned it and into he a joke. Because he's afraid of, of the growth.
1: That
2: doesn't sound like me at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> just like any good therapy session. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this podcast is often a therapy session mm-hmm. for at Very least often. one or both of Lindsay and myself. Please don't don't feel bad about that. No, I mean, this is um, why
2: I podcast Lying Down, is I feel like <laughs> I'm on. Yes. C- and furthermore, I, I genuinely, and this is obviously not the case on this podcast, but when I'm talking with Dom on the podcasts I'm normally doing, I swear there is something deeply therapeutic about being able to just yell at a british guy for an hour and a half a week about things that don't really matter it is tremendously cathartic and i would strongly recommend that approach to anyone looking to de-stress
0: i honestly i feel like for my personal growth if i had the opportunity to yell at british man for about an hour it probably would help me help quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh. um. It's fine. We also get I really liked the the little dazed and confused kind of reference there where Mr. peanut butter says, oh so you're saying they grow up and I say this stay the same age and he goes all right all right all right mm-hmm. very
2: strong <laughs> very very good. Yeah. very
0: good. But Diana does a very kind thing of going mm-hmm. into pickles and helping her out. She gets pickles water and she reassures pickles that though maybe pickles is a rebound, she was also a rebound and was loved for ten years unconditionally because Mr. Peanut Butter will always love the person that he's with
1: mm-hmm. unconditionally. Yeah, so. he's fully devoted and loyal and very solid
2: spin at the end, by the way, from Pickles about oh, it means I'm getting the best version of you.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: not saying she's necessarily wrong about that, but that is oh, a pretty wrong. optimistic <laughs> way of looking at things, I would say. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess that's when you're a dog, right? You're always going to see the best in people.
2: When I'm yeah. a dog, I guess that is that tends to be the case.
0: Like, if you were a dog, you would be, like, all about people. That's what dogs do. Yeah. Like, do cats do don't that? Know anything. Do your
2: cats, Kirsten, seem like they see the best in you, or do they get mad at you?
0: Well, they love me a lot because I give them food. But I think a, a better test would be, like, how they are when they meet new people. And Vitas is in general, like will run towards people and try to know them, and Steffi will hide a little bit before she comes out, so not quite as dog-like. But if you come into this house wearing a perfumer cologne, Vetus will just climb all over you because he just <laughs> loves the way. like it's, every perfumer cologne smells.:
2: It seems like one of them is hearing there someone's moving around in the background there.:
0: <laughs> Yes, that's Steffi. She knew I was like, "Oh, she likes to hide." So Diane takes a helicopter home, which I think is it's to me it's hilarious to think that, that Diane knows how to drive a helicopter. I know.
1: <laughs> Thought the same thing. She's like, I'm gonna take this Dickholes helicopter home. <laughs> it really made me laugh.
0: Who takes a helicopter? who parks a helicopter on the street?
2: Yeah. Or else Do <laughs> you wanna park at rooftop or what?
0: Well, I feel like there's normally like a bigger area that you would a
2: helipad
0: do it or like wouldn't it just be on felicity huffman's like back hill <laughs> probably in this situation because she yeah, lives downhill from him mm-hmm. i could see her being very upset about that like oh you parked a yes. helicopter on my lawn and i had to get landscapers in
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the jokes write themselves
1: <laughs> yeah william h that.
0: macy
2: not going to be thrilled when he goes out the next morning and sees <laughs> his own car blocked in incidentally
0: Forget that they're together. They're
2: like one of my favorite Hollywood couples, and I'm going to be devastated if they ever split up.
0: <laughs> you're you're still all about Felicity Huffman, or you just like them as a couple?
2: The two of them together, I do love Felicity just Huffman loves, love. in general. Likewise, I would say Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally is mm. going to just they're be devastating favorite. if Me that yeah, ever.
0: They're yeah. my favorite. Yeah, especially because they record their podcast in bed together with their guests.
1: Yes, like it's perfection.
0: I don't want that to ever stop. So, Mr. Peanut Butter's ready to go home with Pickles after all of this, but Pickles is showing her age as a 25 year old because they're going to another party. She has more costumes for them, and ha ha ha, she never wants to grow up.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> She's very enthusiastic, a lot of energy.
0: Mr. Peanut Butter has never looked older
1: than yeah. when Pickles says they're going
0: to another party. Mm
1: hmm. She does the selfie with him. He's like so uncertain.
0: <laughs> well, he's like, I'm like. What like at least forty-five at this point. Fifty? See Bojack's probably. age? Bojack's probably, what? 52?
1: He's probably younger than Bojack, but I'd say not by a lot.
2: I, I think it might even I, I don't know this for sure, but I mean if they were famous in the early nineties and now it's mm-hmm. twenty eighteen, he's gotta be at least fifty, right?
1: Bojack's like fifty-ish, yeah. right?
0: So it's he's a, probably approximately five years younger than Bojack. That makes sense. Which to me. means that he's Probably like 49 right. at this point in the show. And then Bojack's 54.
2: I, bu- I buy that.
0: We also get... So at the end of the episode, Bojack is passed out on the table. And I queued this up. Bojack has a weird chin.
1: Oh, this is the nice. the third time now
0: we've seen the weird chin situation.
1: Love
0: it. Once with Sarah Lynn, once with Diane, and now once with Bojack. And Gina gets in the, costu- the her, with the costume, but the party is over. She goes to bed. Project says, I love Halloween.
1: <laughs> like, how long did it take her to make this costume? Like, she was just running out, and apparently she missed the entire party.
0: It looked elaborate. Yeah, true. I don't know. But that's yeah. that's it. That's the episode. That's it. Did it live up to your expectations, Colin?
2: I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I had seen it before. but yeah, I've been no.
0: talking about
2: it. <laughs> oh, being on this podcast? Absolutely. This, yeah. was, this was a... a complete delight the time flew by at least for me although it does seem like perhaps you guys may be ready to go to sleep here at this at least kirsten (laughs) seems like she's see the
0: thing is is i'm so sleepy but
1: i'm not going to be able to sleep (laughs) (laughs) gotta wind down
2: i I mean this is totally out of the appropriate time in which this should have been brought up but i did not feel like shoehorning it in in the moment i assume this is something that has come up Intermittently over the course of the last Year or so from you guys and by The way congratulations on Hitting the one year mark there The Bojack theme Song I think very much Deserves to be in the conversation For I'm not going to say greatest theme Songs in the history of TV but It is one of the unskippables For me and just wanted to give a a shout Out there because I haven't heard it come up at least in a little while
1: Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes I tend to not skip the theme of any show, but also I really enjoy the BoJack
2: theme. And uh, may partially be biased here by the fact that while I would absolutely be of this opinion regardless, I was very pleased to learn that the theme song is by one half of literally my favorite band of all time, the Black Keys, which is two guys and one of them, the drummer, is the guy who did this theme song.
0: I didn't know the Black Keys are your favorite band of all time. Now you know. Whoa, you learn something new every day. Tell you. Wow. Lindsay, did we get any feedback? Yes, we
1: have a couple of things. Nothing too long. So. Did
2: you get any feedback saying to stop doing the feedback segment? <laughs> yeah, Because that would exactly. be very good. <laughs>
1: well we got feedback on the other
0: segments and we disregarded that so we probably will stop getting feedback
1: (laughs) that is from the this is the same person so matthew also wrote in just to say we're both super funny and clever and it only took him three weeks to catch up after listening that's so fast hours a day yeah which is ridiculous congratulations on that
0: To be fair, I can see why it'd be very annoying to hear what time it is and what holiday it is when you're binging.
1: For hours at a time.
0: Matt, give it a little bit to see if listening to one episode a week makes it more palatable. I would like that feedback.
1: (laughs) Yes, agreed. All right, Carolyn, or possibly Caroline, also wrote in. And said, just wanted to note that free, we didn't we didn't mention that Freezer would be considered a bottle episode, so just a standalone that wasn't supposed to further through the plot or anything. Mentioned, Wait, does it
0: count as a bottle episode when like the implications
1: of it are still carrying on? I think it counts as a bottle episode if it's like or like if it doesn't leave that room.
2: I've always thought of bottle episodes being like location wise. Yeah, like, like you're, you're in that you're room. In the room same, the whole oh, time. is that
0: yeah. it? Okay, well, fine.
2: That could be very, very bottle wrong episode. though.
1: That's how I think of it. Like that Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where they're like in the room with the perp for like 26 minutes or whatever.
2: Yeah. I mean, Community does the one with the pen. Breaking Bad has the fly. Not that Lindsay would know about that.
1: Oh, that episode (laughs) gave me anxiety. Carolyn also says, this gives us more insight into BoJack's inner world. A lesser show would have used this opportunity to do a clip show, but Free Churro forces the audience to deal with the complexity of losing someone who is extremely imperfect. So, love that. And then last thing I just wanted to come back to Erica's message just to see if there was anything from before that I had to cut from <laughs> the oh, spoilers right, <laughs> is, is so. this one a
2: bottle episode is this mis- sorry to interject here but well, I I... I,
0: I, w- that, I was actually just going to ask that because like technically we did see them before they were at the party true yeah however the, it's all about the party and the bulk of it is at the party so like I feel like an argument could be made
1: this is the term has become synonymous with a single location, but it can include lots of different locations. It refers to an episode that is produced cheaply restricted in scope to use as few non-regular cast members effects and sets as possible.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, the fly episode of Breaking Bad. Sorry is famously. One it's where, so good. Well, they needed to like cut down on costs and crew and whatever and cast members, and ended up with one of the, at least in the eyes of many, although surely not all, one of the most like memorable episodes in the history of the show.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it is. We'll we'll get
2: more into on. that on our Breaking Bad follow up podcast.
0: <laughs> oh my! Yeah, after Bojack, when I make Lindsay watch Breaking Bad.
2: <laughs> I it, I mean, you guys should just become an Aaron Paul super fan <laughs> podcast and just watch I everything mean... he's been in.
0: It's not like the most ridiculous suggestion we've received for <laughs> yeah, things we've... to do after Bojack. We actually, Colin, someone suggested that once we finish Bojack, we should just start over again at episode one of Bojack and do it again. When people think are of into that?
1: it.
2: <laughs> I heard that suggestion in your most recent podcast, and I too was into it. I do think that would be cool.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What else could Incredible. there be to say?
2: Yeah, where to begin?
0: Like I feel like we're already literally beating a dead horse here. I mean, uh. go
2: go through it in spoiler terms.
0: I guess, but then I have to think about the spoiler terms of every episode.
1: Yeah, it invites more actuallying. I think. Yeah, I've mostly read everything from Erica already. <laughs> she, the only other thing is just that she says uh, typical midlife crisis stuff. Took him three divorces to even consider turning the mirror on himself. So, thank you for that. Classic.
2: Good to know. I've got three more divorces before I have to do that. <laughs>
1: no reflection any sooner than that
0: <laughs> none
1: you no. you can't look at yourself
0: at all i solicited a feedback days in advance for this episode and did not get one reply to the tweet however today morgan did reply to our latest episode saying annoyed squidward today flexing nice. emoji Incredible. Um, and sarah nor suggested that what if we take jewel's idea to do another full rewatch however we always rewatched the episode of BoJack on 1.5 or
1: 2x. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love these unhinged ideas.
0: I think that's a little a little too unhinged. Uh-huh. I and I hate to say it, you know, I love being unhinged. Yes. But sure. I don't think that's the move. But that's okay. I
1: tend to agree.
0: Okay. I think that I think that's all. That's it. That, that's that's all. it. That's it. Colin, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much for having me. What a blast. I I really enjoyed whatever excuse I could get to go back and rewatch some BoJack Horseman. As I said, I've been listening fairly regularly to everything you guys have been putting out and enjoying it immensely. That's so so embarrassing. I call
0: you out all the time.
2: (laughs) I am delighted every single time, even when I am getting dragged. So I really appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Yes, thank you. And so, Colin, if people want to hear more from you, where can they find you?
2: They don't. But if they <laughs> if they somehow did, uh, I talk about mostly Survivor, various other things from time to time over with my great friend, although he may not use that exact word, Dom, over at just Google Dom and Colin or put that into the search terms on whatever podcatcher you're hearing this on. And I'm guessing... That will be up there as well. Probably not a ton in the way of things outside of reality TV, but certainly some off-topic stuff from time to time. Actually, many years ago at this point, Dom did a BoJack podcast with, I think it was with actually Mike and Leo. I believe
0: Mike, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Mike Bloom was definitely I there.
2: and I remember that because I was a BoJack fan too and was not invited to be on that <laughs> podcast. On my own. But no, so thank you guys for finally, after all these years, giving me this opportunity. And I'm on Twitter at Colin Stone, not tweeting anything good, but follow me anyway. All right. Uh, You have to
0: follow so you can see the tweets before he deletes them. Exactly. Amazing! Again, thank you so much, Colin. I've I've had a great time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I look tired. It's not because of you. It's because it, I'm tired. No, you're
2: looking great for 35. So <laughs>
0: oh, thank you. I appreciate you oh, having me on, Lindsey.
2: Very nice to meet you as well.
0: Yes, it's been a
1: delight, Colin. So nice to meet you.
0: Oh, so cute. Uh, and if people want to hear more from Lindsey, you can of course hear from her on the Simpsons Land and Now podcast, where they're talking about an old episode of The Simpsons and a new episode of The Simpsons that are tied together in some way by theme. They, they're not currently recording because I'm monopolizing Lindsay's podcasting time while she's in school, but that's doesn't matter. There's still a whole back catalog. Go download them. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And I'm podcasting about all, all manner of things over on Rob Has a Podcast. And coming very soon will be Bridgerton season one recaps on post show recaps with myself, Sasha Joseph, Geneva Guadalupe, and Sarah Carradine. So definitely get ready to check that out. But we will be back next week to talk about Season 5, Episode 9, Ancient History. So we'll be back then, and we'll, we'll see you then. Bye.
2: Coming this March, wherever podcasts are heard. Brian? I think there's too many beers. Brian? I think there's too many beers. Brian! There's too many beers! No, there's not enough. Two boys decide the winner of the biggest beer tournament in all of podcasting. The fate of the Golden Sty is in the hands of our beloved Hobby Boys. 32 beers Four regions, one champion, the hobby boys present, Malt Madness 2022.